This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Host John Rush, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, welcome Monday. Happy Monday. Two weeks to Christmas to this day, by the way. So we're just two weeks away, so hopefully you're getting things wound down in preparations of. And uh, we've got a lot in store for you today and this week as well. So uh, we'll get things rolling along. i got several guests uh, today, but first off, we've got John the Cyber Guy. John Kanata joining us. John, welcome. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Merry Christmas to you, by the way, because I doubt if I'll talk to you before then. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you, too. I appreciate you, John. Okay, you've got a seminar coming up, or I should say a webinar, which is a seminar online, of course, coming up in January. Talk to us about that. We do. Um, one of our uh, security partners uh, is teaming up with us. We're co-hosting a webinar uh, the title is Transforming Your Biggest Risk into a Competitive Advantage, where okay. we're going to discuss, uh, p- people think of cybersecurity as a uh, more of a, an operational cost than anything right. else, but it could actually be turned into an advantage, and uh, that's what we're going to be discussing, how you can uh, actually leverage your security stance uh, as a competitive advantage and also to improve your bottom line. Okay. So, some money in other ways. So give us so a we'll few, for those you know, business owners listening, give us a few teasers. Not we don't want you to spill everything, so we want them to actually come and attend, but give us a few teasers. Well, just for example, if you can tell your, your investors, your board, your shareholders, or even your clients and suppliers that you are better protected than your competitors, that's one good advantage. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would rather do business with you knowing that their information is secure. Very true. Uh, so that's one way we could talk about. Uh, I think we've discussed insurance in the past. A lot of insurance companies these days are providing cyber insurance, but only if you could prove that you don't need it, basically. Uh, you know, that's how insurance works. The lower your risk, the, the less you pay. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And, and that's just some of the points that we'll be making. And we'll also discuss uh, different security strategies and things you can do to improve your your cybersecurity stance uh, within your business. What about so some it, of the, and you and I have talked about this in depth in the past, but you know, not everybody gets to listen every time, John, but there are behavioral things even that you know we ourselves as owners and our staff, of course, you either can or can't do or shouldn't do maybe is a better way to say it. Will you cover some of those things as well? We might. We might cover some of that in the webinar. That really isn't the focus, but, uh, yeah, we, we go in a lot of different directions in okay. these webinars, so we might. Okay. Bottom line, this is a webinar to help 
those that are in businesses bottom line through various things and and John you've you know you've got stories I've I've got some myself of individuals that you know business owners that I've known um, I haven't coached any of these but I have heard through the grapevine from some folks that I do coach and then they find out about one of these particular individuals where these are not big businesses by the way John so very you know regular small businesses sometimes a one owner not even that many employee operations, but something happens and they get hacked into. And oh my word, the amount of work that they have to go through to get that resolved, in some cases, depending upon the size of your business, it could be, could be business shattering. It most definitely is business shattering if you're not prepared for it. If you're just skimming along thinking everything's great, I don't have to worry about security. Uh, you can find yourself six months to 12 months in recovery uh, working with your insurance company because, of course, they're not going to mm-hmm. pay for a lot of your damages. Right. Uh, and, and, of course, working with technology people to get things back on track. But I, I've known businesses that weren't prepared, and they were going through paper records trying to recover wow. data. Wow. You could just imagine what a yeah. mess that would be. Wow. Amazing. Six, six I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and this is something that, you, again, I don't think you and I have talked about this, and this one is, a lot of folks will say, well, you know, you know, John or John, you know, both of us are Johns, I've got all my stuff backed up to the cloud, so, you know, if something happens even on my regular computer and, and somebody, you know, there's some malware or something happens and, you know, I end up getting some ransomware on there, I'm still good, I've got all my stuff in the cloud, I'll just go get another computer and off I go, but most people forget that What's in the cloud is syncing to their unit at most. As long as you're at the, on the Internet, that thing is syncing at all times. Well, guess what? So is all of those other things I just mentioned. So you, you mean like if they're encrypting their files? Correct. Their so are your cloud files, files correct? Uh, most cloud providers these days that are doing cloud backups are smart enough to notice that if a whole bunch of files are getting updated, quickly, then they know it as ransomware and they can block it. Not all of them, but a lot of them will. But the other thing that most people don't realize, ransomware has evolved in the past couple of years. It's not just locking up your files and making them inaccessible to you, but they're also exfiltrating. They're stealing your data. True. So before they lock it up on you, they take a copy of it. Good point. And then they will offer to sell it back to you for as much as they think they can get for it. Good point. So it's not, again, this is not just... Those of us as owners and what we're looking to protect time-wise, but really it's – well, and John, we know this. I mean, Elon Musk has built uh, – has amassed one of the greatest fortunes known to mankind, and really he's not done it. Most people think, well, he owns a spaceship company and a solar company and a car company. No, John, he owns a data company. That's correct. That's yeah. what he owns. Good way of putting it. And, and, and because of that data and his ability to sell that data about, back out into the marketplace has made him one of the richest people on planet Earth. That is very true. I have to agree with that. Point being, that data that we all look at and kind of at times even scoff at and think, ah, oh, you know, who would want that? Um, <laughs> John, as you know, <laughs> uh, you would be surprised at who would want that, right? Yeah, you would be surprised at how much data you have that is actually valuable. Yes. Just thinking about customers' names, phone numbers. Correct. Even if you're not collecting credit card numbers and, and social security, still just if somebody, if a hacker were to get 
a list of all of your customers, their phone numbers, email addresses. They can start calling and emailing people right. pretending to be you. Right. And uh, you know, ask them fill out this DocuSign form and the things that look real. And uh, you know, we're updating our records. We need your new bank account info. Anything, whatever is applicable. Just by getting a name and phone number, that's, right. that's all they really need. That's right. And I, and again, I've t- folks, please, when I say this, I, I'm, I'm being very serious. I've known some not very large businesses that have had this uh, happen to them, and they probably all along, John, thought, oh, you know, I'm pretty immune to this. There's nothing here that really anybody would want. Who cares? Not a big deal. Uh, until your business is virtually shut down and it takes three to four days to get back online, whether you pay the ransomware or not. And you've talked about in the past, if you don't pay it, what the other repercussions can be. Bottom line, it's very disruptive to your business. Very disruptive. And your uh, your customers are going to think twice about anything. If, if you're yeah. out of business because of a cyber attack, they're yeah. going to be thinking, how secure is my data? Great point. Maybe I should find somebody else. Great point. Okay, so one thing I didn't ask. Give us some details on the webinar. When is it? How do they sign up? How do we? You know, how does all that work? I don't have the details of that yet, but okay. I will have that uh, shortly, okay. probably within the next few weeks. Okay, so I'll tell you I'll what. Be... As soon as you, for all of you listening, John, as soon as you get that, mm-hmm. we'll put that up on our website. And again, it'll probably be on KLZ five sixty as well. But for all of you listening, small business owners especially, John, as you get that, send that directly to me. I know you'll send it through the station as well. But send that directly to me. I'll make sure producer Ann gets it up on our site. We'll make a little uh, a pop up for it, even so that folks can see that. And we want to get as many people out to that as we can. That would be great. Yeah, I'll get you that information. Okay. Give me that. We'll make that happen. Uh, and and once I have that, I've got clients that I'll recommend. Uh, attend that as well, John. So please, once you have all that ready, just let me know and I'll get that handle on my end. Absolutely. John, I appreciate you very much. Again, I won't see you before Christmas, so Merry Christmas. Uh, You, your family, all your people as well. I appreciate all that you do for us and what you're doing inside the business community as well. Thank you, John. Same here. Always, man. Have a great rest of your day. And again, that's John Kanata, John the Cyber Guy. And if you want to get a hold of John, and again, we'll have more information on this webinar coming up here in the not-too-distant future. You can go to RushToReason.com, also KLZRadio.com. But again, you can always call John directly, three or sorry, 720-793-6688. But if you're driving, best thing to do, just go to KLZRadio.com. Golden Eagle Financial, we just talked about finances and how costly Not having your cybersecurity can be, when it comes to finances, we have a financial advisor that would love to help you get to retirement and stay there. That's Golden Eagle Financial. Al Smith, 303-744-1128. Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial knows how vital it is to plan today so you can maximize what you have tomorrow. The years pass faster as we age. And if you're in your 50s and you're still letting your employer manage your plan, you need to schedule a no-obligation meeting with Al to make sure you're on track. Al will take your goals, wants, and needs and create a comprehensive plan you can depend on. Make it your New Year's resolution to take control of your retirement, to maximize your opportunities in retirement. This is the right time for a fresh look at your retirement plan with Al Smith and his 30 years of financial experience. 
If you're over 50 and don't have a retirement advisor, or if you need a new perspective, contact Al today by going to klzradio.com money, schedule your free no-obligation consultation, and see what Al and Golden Eagle can do for you. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Roof Savers of Colorado, Dave Hart, who would love to make sure that your roof is doing what it needs to do. And by the way, that means if you've got any ice damming, things like that, you may have even noticed over this past weekend, have Dave come out, get that taken care of. And if you have any kind of leaks at all, he'll do that as well. Keep in mind, he can replace your entire roof as well. Find him at RushToReason.com or 303-710-6916. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, We here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Yeah, back to some of you business owners as well. If you've got a commercial building and you're looking for a way to save money down the road on your energy bills, look no further than Alan Davis with Level Engineering. Solar might be a good fit for you. He's got a great program for commercial buildings. Call him today and find out if it's a good fit for you. 303-378-7537. Alan Davis with Level Engineering knows that the power company is not your friend that they don't have your best interests at heart. Aside from getting your power back on during an outage, they do three ugly things. First, they installed a smart meter on your home to charge you surge fees up to 300% during peak times. Next, they use some of your money to lobby public utility commissions to increase your bill. The power company tries to squeeze money out of you everywhere they can, but Alan Davis has the answer for you. Solar Power will allow you to produce your own energy and get the power company out of your wallet. Call Alan Davis of Level Engineering to rid you and your family of the greedy power company and take a major step towards energy independence. You just need to reach out to Alan by going to klzradio.com solar for a free, no-obligation consultation. God country reason now back to john rush all right impossible question of the day friday's was in the early drafts of the back to future script back to the future script what was originally used as the time machine it was actually a refrigerator not a delorean so there you go that was friday's impossible question today possible question of the day some of you may know this one i actually would have known this one charlie you may or may not you probably do Name the town in Alaska known for having nearly the entire population living in a single apartment building. Name the town in Alaska 
known for having nearly the entire population living in a single apartment building. Do you know the answer to that one, Charlie? This one I knew. I don't know why. I guess I've, I don't know. I've been reading about it here of late. And anyways, that's the question of the day. I'll give you the answer tomorrow. Go to the RushToReason.com website and answer that there. Back to John Canada, the cyber guy. Yeah, guys, I cannot stress highly enough for a lot of you business owners, especially those of you that I don't get to talk to on a one-on-one basis like I do a lot of my clients, which, by the way, if you're looking for some advice as you go through the you know this next year, 2024, and you're looking to boost some things or looking at maybe starting a business, buying a business, you own one, but it doesn't perform as well as you would like, you're a slave to it, uh, give me a call. I've got a couple of slots uh, that'll be opening up here first of the of the year. If uh, that's something that's of interest to you, I'd love to chat with you. You can go to the website, rushtoreason.com, and send me an, an email there. You know, Just go to the Contact Us page, and I'll help you best I can. But for those of you that I don't talk to regularly, yeah, John's got some really good tools to keep you, you know, keep you and your business safe when it comes to the cybersecurity end of things, which is a big, big deal, bigger than most people think. Nobody really thinks much about it until it happens to you, sort of like an accident or your house burning down. Well, I really didn't think much about it until you know you're now going through your insurance policy, trying to figure out whether or not you're covered and how much stuff did you have inside and how am I going to replace it all and how do we rebuild everything. The cybersecurity end of things is not much different than that, and I mean that you know sincerely. Nobody really thinks it's going to happen to them until it does, and then you're scrambling around trying to figure out how to fend that off. So in turn, give John a call instead. Uh, John, uh, Andy and I spoke briefly about this on Friday towards the end of the 3 o'clock hour. I covered this in depth with Sonny Kutcher Wednesday. But as of, I want to say this either, you know what, I I hate to say this. I didn't look to see what the timing of this was. But the Penn State president, University of Pennsylvania's president, has resigned. And I didn't look to see exactly when she resigned, if that was today. Well, you know what, I think that was late Saturday, I want to say. This this article I'm reading was updated Saturday. Um, It needed to happen. Should have happened, frankly, prior to that. And for those of you that are somehow living under a rock and don't know what I'm talking about, a lot of major universities, in this case, University of Pennsylvania, has had many a not only protest, but flat-out threats and so on to Jewish students on campus. There's been some hearings, congressional hearings, on this, I played some of those last week, actually. And literally, these presidents won't call out, you know, hate, you know, literal, in this case, hate speech or anti-Semitism when it's really happening. They, they sort of take this neutral, blind-eye position that, well, unless somebody is harmed, we're not going to step in. Not good enough, by the way. Not good enough. Literally, their answers to Congress has been, Unless somebody takes action on the words they're saying, we're not concerned about it. I'm paraphrasing, but Charlie, I'm not too wrong in what I'm saying there, am I? I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what they're saying. They're, yes, they're, these are college presidents. They're more eloquent than I. They're dancing around it more than what I just said. But in essence, what they're saying is, unless somebody physically takes action against another student, you know, physical harm, we're essentially going to turn a blind eye to this. We don't care. Well, they should. They're taking tons, 
tons of backlash now, which they should be. And this one is this is not the only university. There are several, probably more than most people even know. Now, I also read over the weekend, and Charlie, you can refresh my memory here, but one of the universities has lost about a hundred million in funding already. Am I right in that figure? Now, yeah, one donor, hundred million dollars. So yes, thank you, Charlie. I was I was correct in my figure. Hundred million dollars. That's a lot, folks. Now, what I there's a lot of things I don't understand. So I, I guess I shouldn't even say that because the world in general today is becoming to the point where I just shake my head and I don't understand. But in this particular case, knowing how you know, knowing what their stance should be and how you know what kind of a stance they take on hate speech in general like Andy and I said on Friday if this had been completely different circumstances somebody in a white hood had been standing on a corner even holding a sign up all hell would have broke loose nonetheless some of the things that were actually said and done but nevertheless they've done really nothing when it comes to the quote unquote hate speech and things that have been directed towards the Jewish community over what's happening in Israel, by the way. This whole Palestinian movement, which is a whole other conversation I could spend an hour on, is just absolutely mind-boggling. I, I, I have no sympathy. Sorry, none. Do I have sympathy to some of the Christians that are living there? Although, I, I, again, I keep asking myself, why do you stay there? Even if you're a Christian and, and you've, you're, I guess, have some sort of ties there, why are you staying? Why, why haven't you moved out of that area and gone someplace else? I, it maybe, maybe I don't understand. Maybe I live, a, you know, live in my own little world, in my own cave here. But I guess personality-wise for me, if I was in that area, I wouldn't stay. I'd figure out any way possible to leave. I would take my family and hightail it. There has been articles and interviews done where people literally living in Hamas, and, and I, I do feel bad for some of these people because I don't think they're bad people. There's been interviews where people on the ground have said, where does the aid and money go when it comes into the area? And they literally, well, they, they don't speak English, of course, but through an interpreter, they will literally tell you that Hamas steals all of it and it goes to their family and relatives, no one else. So even the, you know, all of this aid that everybody wants to send to Hamas, it's not even getting to the people that need it the most. They steal it, either sell it on the black market or use it for their own family and friends. The people that ultimately need it aren't even getting it. So this whole movement in the United States of America right now, especially on college campuses and inside of our own government, to somehow aid Hamas, which is what you're doing when you give aid to the Gaza Strip. You're aiding Hamas. I want to make sure that I'm clear on that. You're, you're not aiding any one individual, because I just explained what happens when you send aid in. Hamas takes it, and it doesn't make it to its correct sources. I, I used to see that. I did a lot of mission work back in the day in Haiti and in Ethiopia. And by the way, the same thing was happening in those countries. They were not even under the same sort of a regime hold that Hamas has on the Gaza Strip. But even in those countries, you would see literally with your own two eyes the aid coming in and not getting dispersed out to the folks that needed it the most. That's what happens in those types of situations. But because we're dumb in the United States of America, literally we are dumb as a government, 
We just keep sending aid thinking that we're doing something. We're, we're, we're not even putting lipstick on a pig at that point. We're doing absolutely nothing. We might as well just flush the money down the toilet. Actually, we'd be better off flushing it down the toilet because what we're doing right now when we said aid to Hamas is helping Hamas. You'd be better off to burn the money than to send it there. The items that they get is doing nothing to help the people that live there. I, again, keep coming back to the question of, okay, if that's you and you live there and you know that's what's going to happen, why do you stay? And, and for the life of me, I cannot figure that out. And I know I don't live there, so maybe I'm speaking out of turn. If I am, you know, I guess, you know, shame on me. But I, as a personality type, wouldn't put up with that. I would leave. And I would have left a long time ago, by the way. Especially if you're somebody that's older, why would you stay? Why would you even subject your own family to what's going on there if you don't believe in it? Now, Andy and I's premise, and I think Andy would agree with me if he was here right now, he would. They voted Hamas in. They, being the majority of people there in the Gaza Strip, voted Hamas in. Well, why are we sending aid at all? Honest question, by the way. Why are we sending aid to people that voted for this type of terrorism, destruction, the internal things that even happened? I've said it over and over again. I'll keep saying it. Bulldoze that place over and start over. If I were Israel, that's what I'd do. Doze it, start over. Carpet bomb it, wipe it off the map, give them X amount of days to move out. Carpet bomb it, doze it, call it good. Not going to happen. Isn't happening. We've even seen tremendous um, differences even in the trades of quote-unquote prisoners from one to the other, which, again, why Israel's agreeing to some of this, it's a two-for-one or three-for-one deal. Hamas gets three, Israel gets one. It's so so lopsided, it doesn't even make sense to me. Now, we talked on the National Crawford Roundtable last week. Bob Duco brought up the fact that he feels like there's a lot of pressure from the White House on that type of a deal, and Israel didn't have any choice. Bob could be right. May very well be. Only time will tell. We may never know on that end of things, by the way. If, in fact, that's the... White House giving that kind of pressure, which it very well could be. Shame on them. Wouldn't shock me, by the way. Shame on them. Anyways, these college presidents that refuse to stand up for Israel and the rights of the Jewish people, by the way, the rights of every citizen on their campus, not just the Jews, but all of them, are flat out dead wrong and they should all resign. My feeling is if they don't, they're going to lose a lot more funding. And as Andy said Friday, if they're getting kind of public funding, that should be cut off immediately. And I agree with Andy on that wholeheartedly. There should not be any more funding going to these, no no more public funding going to these colleges whatsoever. In fact, I would go as far as this. This this one will be a tough pill for some to swallow. In fact, I'll ask Jordan Goodman this tomorrow. If I were somebody handling their investment funds, which most of these colleges have, universities have huge endowment funds that get managed by venture cap, you know, by VCs and people along those lines, hedge funds and so on. If I were a hedge fund managing any one of these college endowments, I'd say, here's your money back. Move it somewhere. I don't care how much money I lost. Here's your money back. Go, go, go do something else with it. 
And you know what? If more of them started doing what I just said, you'd see a quick turnaround in this. It's already turning slowly, but it's too, it takes too long, folks. This is nonsense. It shouldn't even be to this point. These leaders at these universities should know better. But, as Andy and I talked on Friday, this just shows you exactly, and we talked about it in the roundtable as well, it just shows you exactly what the Democrat Party feels about the Jewish people. The other thing I've not been able to wrap my head around for years since I was a kid is why the Jews themselves, not all of them, but collectively, why the Jews are so tied into the Democrat Party. I've never understood that. And now, the left's true colors are really showing in regards to how they feel about the Jewish nation and Jews themselves. And I don't understand how you could be a Jew today, especially now, after what's happened over the past month or so, how you could be a Jew and a Democrat at the same time. I don't get it. And if you are one and you are a Democrat, please, you can send me a text message, email me, call in. I don't care. Any of the above. Text line 307 200 8222. You can call us directly 303 477 5600. I really would like to know the answer to that. If you're a Jew and you're a Democrat, why? You're a part of a party that hates you, that is against you every way, shape, and form. And they've proven that more and more as weeks go by. And maybe more of them are switching, leaving the party. I don't know. Time will tell. They all should. Every single Jew should leave the Democrat Party right now. Period. I'll be right back. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. And no matter what kind of a plumbing issue you've got, they're there to help. Hi-Fi Plumbing. Keep this number handy through the holidays. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. When temperatures plummet, the risk of water pipes freezing skyrockets. And Hi-Fi Plumbing can help you prevent it. If you've noticed water dripping anywhere around your house, especially on the exterior walls, it's imperative that you have it checked now. Once the outside temperatures drop below 30 degrees, you are risking damaged pipes, making a $100 fix escalate to $1,000 or more. This is especially true for pipes on exterior walls, in crawl spaces, at spigots, and even where most people forget, down floor drains. High Five has several ways to prevent and fix freezing pipes permanently. From insulating your pipes better to moving them off exterior walls or adding heated tape to prevent freezing, the Colorado Code certified techs at High Five know what to look for to keep your water flowing. KLZ listeners receive a waived service fee. Just tell High Five that John Rush sent you when you contact them at klzradio.com/plumbing. Michael Bailey Law, Mobile Estate Planning. Make sure that your estate is dialed in because if it's not done correctly, you could still have issues after you die. In other words, depending upon what you own and your assets, it has to be structured correctly or you could still have issues. So just because you have a will doesn't mean you're done. Michael can explain all of that. Find him at klzradio.com. There's an old superstition that some people believe that says that if you start planning your estate or completing a will... It could lead to death of the signer. Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, wants you to know that he has never, not one time, caused a person signing their will to meet an untimely demise. Michael comes to you 
so there is no chance of a car accident or other fatal trauma. He is so sure that he will not cause your death that he will guarantee that talking about your death will not welcome it or your money back. In fact, Michael Bailey is proof that it won't because he talks about death every day with clients and he's still alive. There are plenty of flimsy reasons to put off getting your affairs in order, but fear that it will trigger your death is not one of them. So reach out to the mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, today. Go to klzradio.com estate and fill out a short form that he promises will not cause you to perish prematurely. All right, make sure that uh, your medical care is handled. And as you look through your FSA, HSA accounts, if there's money left over that you'd like to do something with, Dr. Scott can help you with all of that. Dr. Scott Faulkner, 303-663-6990. Are you looking for a health care provider who truly cares about you and your well-being? Look no further than Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, where Dr. Scott Faulkner is ready to provide you with top-notch care. Colorado raised since 1968, Dr. Scott is a board-certified internal medicine specialist, bringing decades of experience and expertise to the table. At Castle Rock Cryo, IV, and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly, and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical-derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today. Genesis 1-3 Electric, if you've got any kind of electrical issue going on, including wanting a whole panel replaced, they can do that for you. Give them a call today. Find them at klzradio.com. Dimmer switches from Genesis 1-3 Electric save you money on your energy bill, and they're also really convenient. Imagine stumbling into your bathroom in the middle of the night. You flip the light switch and bam, the sudden light hits you like a Tyson right cross to the chin and you know you'll never get back to sleep. Now imagine you walk in and turn your dimmer knob and the light gently comes up to a level that you can handle. You'll get back to sleep in no time. Dimmer switches are not just for your bathroom, they're a benefit everywhere in your home. In fact, even at full power, they use about 20% less energy. Bulbs will last longer and you get to retain your sanity for those late night bathroom trips. If you're tired of the light keeping you up and paying a premium for electricity, contact the team at Genesis 13 Electric today at klzradio.com light to receive special KLZ listener pricing on a dimmer switch. Now, back to Rush to Reason, presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five. All right, thanks for listening, by the way. We appreciate it. We are back. Joe from Jersey joining us. What's going on, Joe? John, a couple of things. Uh, I'm sure you're aware that Saturday Night Live does something called a cold open, which is a skit that precedes the, the, the introduction, right. of the, the opening of the show. Uh, did you hear about the cold open? I, you Saturday? know what? I saw it. I did not get a chance today to watch it. Um, it, it well, it, and by the way, Fox News had done a, a big thing. They took a lot what of backlash for it, as what I've heard. Yes, they're back. They portrayed now. If you listened, I know you listened to Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. Yes, I did. Yeah, was, I played her last she, week, actually. Focused. She was calm, but she was direct. This cold open portrayed her as an unhinged, screeching. Well, I mean, it was just 
uh, and if you want to, I'm sure you can find a YouTube clip. Charlie could play it. They have. It was a vicious attack, not on not on the three college presidents, but on her. Jeez. They made her out to be unhinged and screeching, Jeez. which is about as far from reality. Yep. As you can possibly get. Yeah, no, she, to your point, and again, I, folks listening, please, you can go back and listen to last Wednesday. I could play it again, but uh, we played that thing uh, probably about 12 minutes total, Joe, of several different things that day along those lines and about six minutes of just her alone. And, yeah, to your point, she, she's not been hint. She's actually – she's angry, which, by the way, she should be, but, you know, there's nothing wrong with her, her anger. Uh, it's very righteous anger, by the way, but she wasn't unhinged at all. No, and she wasn't screeching. Anyway. No, she just called him out on what was going on. A bunch of nonsense. Yeah, but Saturday Night Live says, you know, we have to stick up for these liberal professors. Oh, unbelievable. And, Wait, which, they, by the way, tells you they're just as anti-Semitic as those professors are. Yep, absolutely. And I don't know how the producers of that show didn't, you know, I mean, they must be toned down. Why would you well. not put the kibosh on that, Joe? I mean, you, you know that stuff's getting approved before it comes out. Absolutely. I mean, it's not something they sprung on the producer. Well, so. but, but again, Joe, that goes back to what I just said a moment ago. And I really would love to have somebody that maybe is, you know, is a Jew themselves and is a part of the Democrat Party. I really would love to hear from them as to why you're, you know, I'm, I'm saying this as if, if, as if I was a Jew, Joe, as a part of the Democrat Party. My party is now turned against me, does not like me any longer. Why would you stay a part of that? You would, and, and on a related topic, now, as you know, as you just alluded to, John, Jews have traditionally, vast majority, always voted Democrat. Correct. Also, and they've also been, you know, pro-gun control and whatnot. The other thing I noticed, and there were half a dozen stories, Jews are now buying guns in record Yes, numbers. they are. Um, rightfully and, so, by the way. Rightfully so. And by, this is an interesting pattern. Um, you know, last year there were two different prison escapes in Pennsylvania where the guy was at, uh, you know— at, there was a manhunt that went on for weeks in some cases. In both those towns, Pennsylvania residents became first-time gun buyers. Mm. Lewiston, Maine, when they had the bowling alley shooting last month, gun stores were flooded with people buying guns. Wow. Two years ago, uh, African-Americans and, and African-American women in particular became the largest group of gun buyers. Well, uh, now American Jews, who have always traditionally been anti-gun, are right. suddenly right. becoming gun buyers. Uh, they're finally, I think, waking up to the fact that uh, you're the only person responsible for your yep. own protection. Yep, uh, nobody else is going to do it. I mean, it yeah. as, as becomes more apparent, Joe, as I said a few minutes ago, day after day after day, it becomes more and more apparent that the people that they were looking to for protection are no longer going to be there. Yeah, I mean, if somebody attacks you, all the police can do is look for the bad guy after you've been injured or killed. Uh, the police cannot – anybody thinks that the police can protect you from being attacked – is delusional. Uh, you know, at the old saying, when seconds count, the police are only minutes away, yep. you know, is absolutely true. And, uh, you know, if you're a Jew and afraid for your life, the police cannot protect you. In fact, no. uh, there was even a Supreme Court case out of Castle Rock. I believe it was uh, Gonzalez versus Castle Rock, where it went all the way to Supreme Court, where I think the um, one of the relatives of the dead woman, a woman's ex-husband restraining order, killed her and some other people in the house, and they sued, saying the Castle Rock police had a duty to protect her, and the, and the court came, and the Castle Rock police argued, no, we don't, even though it said protect and serve on the cars, the police said, no, we have no obligation to protect anyone, and the Supreme Court ruled, yes, the police have no legal obligation to protect you, right? regardless of what right. it might be stenciled on the side of their car. Right. So, right. Uh, 
Uh, Joe, the other thing, I, again, I, I'm just I'm so baffled at, and, and I, I know the answer, but it's still baffling to me. I know because we have, in a lot of cases, there's individuals out there, including some of our own Congress women that want to, you know, want to have the Holocaust history abolished. They just soon have those those uh, you know those museums you know shut down. It's interesting that Eisenhower back in the day basically said we want to take as many pictures as possible. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but we want as many pictures as possible so nobody forgets what happened here. And yet, not more than what are we, Joe? Seventy five years or so away from that is all. Guess what we're doing? We're forgetting what happened there. And I heard on purpose, right? And I heard a statistic today, John, that stunned me. The statistic I believe was twenty two percent of uh, young people aged 18 to 25 think believe that the Holocaust was a hoax and it never happened. Unreal. Can Unreal. you believe? These are, these are the same people that say it was impossible for um, Japan to bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, the plane couldn't fly 17,000 miles. Right. Anyway. But, uh, we, we laugh, Joe. You know, we, we laugh, but we should be crying that there's people out there that actually believe this nonsense. Right. And how can you be... How can you grow up in this country and think that the Holocaust was a hoax? What, Unbelievable. Where are, you, where are you getting your news from? Well, that, you know, again, Joe, when you look at where the nation's in head, and I, and I, I read this uh, last Wednesday. I read it towards the end about what happened really in the Holocaust was we killed off a ton of very intelligent people with very intelligent minds. We replaced most of Europe with a bunch of thugs. Sorry, I'm paraphrasing again, but literally replaced it with a bunch of Muslim thugs who are literally mostly deadbeat, don't know how to, have, don't know how to keep a job. They beat their women. They're absolutely, I'll just say it as it is, Joe, scum of the earth. We replaced, you know, six million individuals with those individuals. Uh, John, I think I'm the guy that sent you that op-ed piece. Yes, you did. That is- it was out of Spain. I read that I, last I, week. And I went on to go, and I did a little more research. I think you're out. Maybe it was with Andy. I went on then to, and because the, the writer speculated how many of those 6 million Jews could have gone on to invent you know, medicine and right. make breakthrough. And I, I did a little research. I believe the number was of the Nobel winners in science and medicine, 38 were Jewish. And wow. you took an Oppenheimer, Einstein, uh, Jonas Salk invented the polio vaccine. You, you look at all the medical right. breakthroughs. And then you look at, and there were only six Muslims, and none of them were in science or medicine. There, I think they were a couple in literature and a couple for got a peace award. There isn't a single, and you can go research Nobel award, there wasn't a single Nobel, Muslim Nobel no. Prize winner no. in the field of science or medicine. Right. Yet 38 Jewish Nobel Prize winners in the fields of science and medicine. Unbelievable. And, 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 and I, Joe, I will say this. I'm not saying that there's a huge difference in the IQ level, although I think in some individuals there definitely is. But when the culture itself raises young people to be one way versus the other, that's what you get. Am I right? Yes, because it's, it's how you focus the energies of, of the young people. You know, and if, you know, if your culture is, hey— we embrace, you know, we embrace science, we embrace learning, you know, and that's what you have. And, you know, there's a focus. Same way with the Asian community, by the way. That's right. You know, that's Good point. It, Good example. Uh, you know, and they, they, they focus there. And there's, by the way, there's a great new show on called The Science Fair about teenagers going to uh, winning their local state science fairs and going on to the international science fairs. I think it's on Discovery Channel. Hmm. And, uh, and, and, and uh, just an over, not overwhelming, but 
Asians, I think, make up 5 or 6% of the U.S. population. More than half the kids going on winning these science, comp- science fair competitions are Asian Americans. Wow. And it's just culture. Now, we're all, living, we're all going to the same schools. We all live in the it's same It's a cultural country. thing, though, like, like I explained a moment ago. And that's the difference between you know, the, the, the Muslim faith, by the way, versus the, the Jewish faith. And, yes. and it's completely different. It's opposites. You know, one side values life. The other wants to end life. Yes, uh, and and I'm guys. I'm not. I'm not beating. You know, I, I'm not beating. You know, Joe. I'm being a hundred percent honest. I'm not beating around the bush here. I mean, literally, one culture hates life while the other cherishes it. John, you couldn't be. You couldn't be more correct. And again, it's not. And again, uh, you, you could probably argue. Well, you know this. And by the way, there is some genetic correlation between you know, certain. Genetic. And by the way, Polish people, <laughs> believe it or not... Which you are, to, so you can say this. <laughs> Polish people actually tend to have, if you go back and look at Copernicus and some of the other, uh, there is actually quite a history of Polish people having, um, uh, you know, actually a, a fairly high IQ compared to some of the other Slavic countries. But uh, within... So you could you can make an argument, yeah, there's maybe a four, five or six you know, IQ point difference between the, the Jewish race and the Muslim race. But I, I think that's almost irrelevant or agree because it's more it's cultural how you're how you're brought up i agree where your energies are that's focused, right that's right what you're taught in fact you know if you spend all of your time you know if you, if your focus of your education is on uh, is on the uh, uh quran and 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 the faith and and not and no focus on on the sciences well that's you know that's you're right. not going to have the tools when you grow up to be a scientist that's right. to be a doctor that's right 100 uh, percent Hundred percent, Joe. Always good. I, I enjoy it very much. I'll squeeze one more caller in here. John and Cheyenne, you're up next. And Joe, thank you as always. I appreciate it. John, go ahead. Yeah, a couple of points. First thing, all you have to do is read the rise and fall of the Third Reich, and see the first thing Hitler did was take the guns away from people. That's right. And I'm thinking maybe our Jewish population is starting to wake up and realize that governments do not protect you. Right. Governments are there. Police are there to find who killed you, not to stop somebody from killing you. Correct. And in defense of them, John, this isn't Minority Report. They don't know who's going to do that anyways, and nor is it their job to know, nor do I want them to know. No. And I, I, I'll I, be more than happy to defend myself and explain myself. And uh, that's what uh, good lawyers are for if you have to, right? Our founding fathers, I believe, and I think you could prove, yeah. well, you can prove this, yeah. never once intended for us to live in a police state where government was out to protect you. The welfare clause in the Constitution has nothing to do with welfare the way we describe it. It was for the well-being of the citizenry, not to hand out checks. Oh, absolutely. So, second thing is if you look, all you have to know about the Democrat Party is Chuck Schumer, a New York Jew— True has shot down the Israel aid package on a standalone every time. Good point. That's all you have to look at. And, I, you know, growing up there, they believed that the Democrats, for generational, going back to FDR, were for the working man. And that's why a lot of them, the working class, will vote for the Democrats. And they've never changed. You know what I mean? This might actually, well, we'll see, John. I would hope I would, that what we're going would, through right now would change their minds. I hope that you push 
uh, Jordan tomorrow pretty hard because he is your typical New York liberal right? who's also Jewish, I believe. And I would push him hard on that subject. Explain to me why you guys have voted generate. And they hate Israel. I mean, everybody hates Israel. If I was Israel, here's the thing. You want to cease fire? Fine. We're going to cease fire until we get one more rocket attack. But the other thing, if I was Israel, I'd say Gaza's on their own. We're not turning no water back on, and we're not turning the power back on. They want water and power. Let them build their own power plants. Don't think they're sharp enough to do so, John. Well, you know what? Then, Just saying. So they'll live in the dark them, is the way I would look at it. Well, let them come begging hat in hand then to tell some, some other country, like, oh, I know. See, see, you're nicer than me. I, I say just doze the thing over, take the land back over, occupy it, and be done with it. That's what I say. Well, yeah, I, I You're nicer than that. me. There's a great meme going around on uh, social media because, you know, the Palestinians are saying it was their land. And this guy goes back to, um, like, 12,000 uh, B.C. Uh, showing every a different empire that controlled the land that is Israel, going all the way back to the beginning, to when it was Canaan. And he uh, never once was there anything there named Palestine. No, there was not. No. 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 The only thing you can get close to was when the Philistines occupied that area, and there's kind of a correlation there. But, you know, the reality is uh, it's been the chosen people's land since God said so. Yeah, and they don't want... Well, To me, that's the end of discussion, John, at that point. They won't acknowledge what I just said, of course, nor will they acknowledge it, but that's the reality. You know, the promised land is the promised land is the promised land, period. you have a great day. You too, John. I appreciate you very much, and spot on, as always. I appreciate it very much. All right, let's do this. K&R Home Transitions is next. They want to take care of you. The buying, selling of your home, including the staging of your home, and as I've said numerous times here in the past week or two, Everybody thinks, oh, it's the end of the year. Yeah, we'll do. We'll deal with this next spring. Um, take advantage of the window of opportunity that's there now to be ahead of everybody else that will do the exact same thing I just said. Call them today. Find them at klzradio.com. When you have an inherited home, you need a real estate advocate on your side to know where to start. Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions are here to walk you through the steps with complete transparency. They also know exactly what will make a house sell, and they work exceptionally hard until your inherited home is sold for the highest price possible and as quickly as possible. Inherited homes often need a lot of work, as we have mentioned many times, and Kat and Robin know how to get everything done with their network of contractors and partners. They also know when you should spend money on a fix and when to wait because the repair or remodel is not worth the benefits. Kat and Robin are your true real estate advocates, and they protect you from the mistakes and bad decisions that are bound to happen without their experience and advice. You must contact Catherine and Robin to get your inherited home sold. Just go to klzradio.com slash home or call 720-437-8210. Premier Home Remodels, and make sure that if you're thinking of doing a remodel project, you do that sooner than later, because again, that will build up over the winter months as well. Give them a call today. klzradio.com is how you find them. 
Premier Home Remodels can help you remodel while using the current equity already in your home. That equity has increased over the last decade due to the Colorado housing market boom. Premier knows that the sticker shock of remodeling will only increase, not decrease. So start planning now to build the space of your dreams. Your home's equity will also increase once construction starts, so use that as an advantage to get you the space you want. Premier's design team builds the project around your budget, and they will help you make it happen with the money already in your home. Their design team is tied directly to the success of the project. Work with a true design build team by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. All right, if you're having any trouble with your furnace, and we've had some cold weather this past weekend, actually got really cold over the weekend, you may have noticed some things not working quite right. If that's the case, give them a call today. Cub Creek Heating and Air Conditioning. Find them at klzradio.com. The reason Cub Creek Heating and AC is a Ream Pro Partner is because Cub Creek's installation process and customer service are exceptional. For example, Cub Creek takes an extra step other companies don't take, and that is ensuring your warranty registration on your furnace is completed as part of their installation process. This takes the hassle out of you worrying about any of it. They also inspect your entire system and properly seal all ductwork, preventing any leaks. If needed, Cub Creek will take the time to modify your filter access on your furnace so it's easier for you to use. Cub Creek also does things like helping you understand rebates and incentives for high-efficiency equipment so you don't miss out on any chance to save. They notify you when you are due for service or if there are recalls. The pro team at Cub Creek goes well above and beyond other HVAC companies, so reach out to Doug and Hunter by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC today to schedule your service. All right, for insurance needs, whether it's car, home, we've got you covered. American National Insurance, Paul Lueger, my good friend, he would love to help you review that as you get to the end of the year. Review it, find out what changes need done, and he'll handle the rest. 303-662-0789. Paul Lueger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Lewinberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program, 303-662-0789. Now back to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. And we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. I've got the little clip that Joe and I were talking about a few minutes ago from SNL. And what I will have to do, because we're a little short on time, i got about a minute and a half left here of this particular hour is all. What I will do is I don't have, I've got my son Richard joining us at 430. I'm going to come back here and uh, producer Ann did a good job of promoting this. And I had a guest I was trying to line out and then thought, well, I can't line them out, but I can do it myself. And that's tips on buying a car. 
I don't really need a special guest to help me with that anyways. I could probably, Charlie would have to validate this, but I think I could probably call into other radio shows and probably help them with how to buy a new car so I could be a guest somewhere else. So I got to thinking, I don't really need a guest from Auto Trader or anybody else to come on and talk about that. I can do that very well myself. So I will. I will do that at the top of the hour. For some of you listening that maybe, and I've had, the other reason why I wanted to do this is I had over the weekend probably, I'm not exaggerating, three to four different inquiries about, hey, thinking about this car, that car, what do you recommend? You know, what are you thinking? So on and so forth. So I just thought, okay, if we're getting that much feedback on that particular topic, I'll just cover it on this program. I'll do it again on Drive Radio. We do that all the time. But a lot of people during the week don't get a chance to listen on Saturday, so I figured I'd do that here at 4 o'clock. What I will do, uh, because Joe sent me the clip, during the 5 o'clock hour, I've got a couple of clips I'm going to play anyway, so I will just do that during the 5 o'clock segment. So for those of you that wanted to hear what we were talking about with Joe a moment ago on the SNL cold opener and how they slammed our great representative who did a great job, by the way, interviewing those college presidents. I'll play that during that 5 o'clock hour. But as soon as we come back, uh, top of the hour here, just a few seconds here, I'll come back and talk about tips on buying new or used, by the way. It won't just be new. I can give you tips on the used car side as well. And, yes, there are some opportunities out there right now when it comes to buying new or used cars, and I'll do that just as soon as I come back. So hang tight, guys. This is the end of our first hour. Second hour coming up next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.